is important to me because I am of age and uh, guys seem to be the uh, first group of I'm not going to do that and uh, then end up with issues then end up with other issues. I know that uh, although my father didn't deal with colon cancer, uh, the cancer he did deal with became fatal because he put off seeing a doctor for so long because he didn't want to hear the doctor say, and you should probably lose some weight, Vince. He didn't want to hear that, and so he waited until what he heard was, it's too late to do anything about it now, Vince. Don't be that. Don't be my dad. Don't do that. Our guest on Lacrosse Talk, Dr. Sebastian Strobel from Mayo Health System to talk a little about colon cancer. Doctor, good morning. And th- Why do those horrible rumors of the procedure persist, do you think? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Honored to be here. Um, you know, some people have a, maybe some people have a not so good experience and then those people talk and the other ones who have a great experience don't share it. And um, But in general, it's a very well-tolerated procedure. And I always say, you know, one day running to the bathroom is much better than running to chemotherapy for many, many months of your life. Oh, yeah. And all the things that chemo uh, can potentially do to you during that period of time. And honestly, you're not awake. The, the part that scares you the most, you're not awake for anyway, unless you want to watch the procedure, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we have different types of uh sedation now and uh, most patients choose that they don't know or remember anything so it's smooth sailing you the worst part is again the prep and then the procedure itself is pretty nice and takes about an hour and uh, you're ready to roll afterwards and most people enjoy a really nice lunch or breakfast sure. after that because they've been on a diet for the whole day so yep. <laughs> yeah so now you get to go back to eating those uh, things that for breakfast that you were told not to eat because you don't want to be uh, blocking any of the colon while the inspection is going on there. So the procedure itself, still no big deal. It's not, uh, it's not painful because, uh, and what about the, what is it called? Go the juice. You have to drink a gallon of it. Uh, is that any different? Same stuff, same procedure. Yeah, that's still the same. Basically there are modern ones now who have like less, of the nasty stuff and they allow you more to drink water with it but then the best is usually to check with your primary doctor who prescribes the procedure and uh, your insurance company which one they have on their formula list and uh, i would say like put it in the fridge put some ice cubes in it then it tastes a little better yeah i mixed mine with lemonade and that worked out just uh, you know country time lemonade it was really crummy tasting lemonade but way better than than, uh, you know, drinking a gallon of stuff that tastes horrible. That How often during the procedure do you find things that could have become an issue if you didn't find them? How often can you tell the patient, good thing you came in because? Absolutely. So most of the time we find a polyp. So cancer, luckily, is not found that often. And the average is about in 25 to 30% of patients we find uh, polyps and uh, polyps are little growths they look like little warts and they have the potential to turn into cancer over years so that's about the percentage of patients we find something right so you and in the 75 or so percent of people you find nothing and send them on their way come back in 10 years and we'll take another look absolutely yep right and and for that person who uh, like me i've had one and I had a few polyps uh, removed, and it's uh, 
It's getting to be time for another. How many people will follow up that first appointment because it was no big deal, because they didn't find anything uh, cancerous, because the juice wasn't as horrible as they were told, will make that second appointment and continue uh, on the correct path? I would say the majority, because, again, what you just mentioned, the first experience wasn't that bad, and, you know, it gives you a peace of mind for at least 10 years, and so most patients are willing to come back and just do it again one more day of your life. Right, and so that person who puts it off no matter what uh, might contract colon cancer. How deadly is colon cancer? What kind of impact is that going to have on your life if you actually develop colon cancer? It's a pretty bad disease, especially when you develop uh, like a advanced stage when it's more than just a little polyp. And uh, every year, 53,000 Americans die. So if you think about a regular airplane, 200 passengers, that would mean like almost 260 airplanes crashes uh, per year. Um, so I'll kind of give you an example. Yeah. And, you know, when you, the good thing is if you caught it early, you can take it out or you can take the polyp out. It prevents the polyp from growing into cancer. So, and it shows that it works, like the rates of mortality and um, or the incidence of colon cancer in the U.S. is going down with the implementation of uh, colorectal cancer screening with colonoscopy. Well, that's good. So get the colonoscopy to make sure it doesn't develop into colon cancer. Is there anything that a young person can do to sort of fend off the possibility of colon cancer, or is that a hereditary thing uh, for families? If your dad got it, you're probably going to get it, that sort of thing? That's a great question. The best thing would be to talk to your primary care doctor and uh, ask them if you're at risk. So as you mentioned, if you have a family member that has colon cancer or if someone has other diseases like inflammatory bowel disease that puts you at a higher risk to develop colon cancer. So they might actually need a colonoscopy before age 50. So there are some basic questions you can have to discuss with your primary, and then he can determine what age you should have your first colonoscopy. Sure. So, it, uh, But the concern starts at about age 50. If you are 50 or a little older and haven't uh, had that conversation with your primary doctor, call that person uh, as soon as you're able, right? Yeah, exactly. Age 50 is the general age where it should start. And then some patients, you know, they didn't get it at 50 for whatever reason, so now they're 70. And they say, oh, I'm too old now. You know, I don't, it doesn't yeah. benefit me anymore. And that, that's actually wrong because if you have a life expectancy of 20 years at age 70, you know, you don't want to die of colon cancer five years down the road. So it, age is not a predictive or preventative. Right. You can't method. just look at the calendar and say, oh, I'm already really old. I'm not going to worry about it. And because colon cancer can have an impact, a devastating impact right away. Dr. Sebastian Strobel, thank you very much for talking with us this morning. The takeaway, ladies and gentlemen, if you are of age 50 or older and you haven't had a colonoscopy, talk to your primary doctor, see if you are, uh, if you're a candidate. 